There's a great moment where she wants to put she wants to put a picture up. It's a nude photo she's taken of this guy from the back. Yeah. Um, but because it's in a window, she's like, oh, we need a, a wall with lots of windows. And and she goes to this like new built like <laughs> building site. And JR's just pissing himself laughing, going, Agnes, we're in Normandy. This is episode 110 of Flixwatcher Podcast. Hello, film fans. Joining Flixwatcher today in our studio, we have Jeanette. Hi. Daryl. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hey. And we're here to review the 2017 documentary, Faces Places. And if you want to hear more about us or read more about us online, come to our website, flixwatcher.tv. Visit us and join in the banter with us on Twitter at flixwatcherpod and head over to iTunes, subscribe to us, review us and share with your friends. As always, films reviewed in this podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording. There may be bad language and there may be spoilers. You have been warned. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. In the studio today, we have Jeanette and Daryl. If you would like to say hello to our listeners and tell them about the podcast you do, please. Hello, listeners. Um, we are from the Sudden Double Deep Film Podcast, and on our show, we watch three films linked by a word and a title. We also, uh, there's the there's two of us, uh, but we also have our friend and co-host, Ben, who comes with us. So yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't be here today. Um, but yeah, he, he joins us on our film podcast as well. So yeah, there's usually the three of us. So can you explain the, the linkage of the three films by that title? I mean, so we'll start with your your title, the name of your podcast, for example. Right. Sudden Double Deep comes from the word impact. Sudden impact, double impact and deep impact. I think the next one we did was Evil, the very next episode. (laughs) So we did See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil and Deliver Us from Evil. So we try and pick um, three different uh, genres. So we don't always do the same genres and we try and pick three different decades as well. Uh, okay. We try. We try. We don't to. always get there. Like recently we did Free and we did Born Free. Born Free. Um, <laughs> free Willy, which yep. again, they're kind of similar. Both got animals. And then we did Free Fire. So like completely, completely, completely different. different. There's some quite ob- obscure choices in there. So it's not kind of like you're blockbuster choices there'll always be kind of one biggish one and then some we do try to like the i mean we could you know we could do the the latest films that's that's out in the cinema at the moment and try and you know weave it in that way but um there's so much good cinema out there and you know historically there's there's tons of it so there's definitely a tug of war that used to happen between myself and ben and the reason we set up the podcast was um so I would watch some more current films and Ben would have to watch something that came out before 1990. Uh, Is is that that vintage for you guys, 1990? It is for Ben, yeah. Like anything before 1990 is a bit like hit and miss for him. Our earliest film was The Kid, so 1921. Yeah. Yeah. And I was linked by Kid, was it? Yeah. The Karate Kid. Turbo Kid. (laughs) The Kid. Which... um, which Karate Kid? Dude, the original. Just making sure. The you, only you, you've, got to, you've got to ask. Like, no, we did the next Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could have been the Jaden Smith one. No, I'm Please. Right, yeah. It's a Please. hard pass from me. <laughs> Although Jackie Chan in that is still, I mean, he's great. He's, he's great, great in anything. everything. So we're here today talking about Faces Places. Yes. Which is your choice, Jeanette. It is. Can you tell us why you chose it and give like a two-minute synopsis? I can. Um, well, I'll try. Um, 
So I chose this because I'm a bit in love with Agnes Varda. Um, she's amazing. She died this year um, in March at 90 years old from breast cancer. Um, and she's just a tiny little pocket rocket of a powerhouse of a woman. Um, she is the mother of French New Wave cinema, mm-hmm. um, which is a whole... Uh, it's like a genre of cinema that kind of um, they they were very experimental with like their style and their narrative and their editing and their visuals. Um, it was throwing away like the traditional forms of making uh, movies and and starting from scratch and making something new and exciting. Um, it was kind of film as art, like not just telling a story. Um, so she kind of invented this this uh, or she this helped scene, yeah. she helped invent this scene. Um, and yeah, she's just a joyful, lovely person, and I love watching her. With with Agnes Varda, was she always? I mean, we, we, in the recent Oscars and recent award season, there was a dearth of uh, female directed films. Even though last year there was a shitload of female directed films, yeah. which would, would have been up for nomination. Um, how has Agnes kind of fared in the in her career in terms of being seen and her films getting out there? Um, well, as I say, she's she's usually like um, very much. Um, credited with with being kind of part of New Wave and yeah. kind of, you know, but really she hasn't had that much uh, success um, awards-wise. Like, she's she's very well known and very well respected, um, but yeah, she only got an honorary Oscar. Uh, the, the Oscar that she received was only an honorary Oscar. It wasn't she for her work. Certainly doesn't, didn't strike me as somebody who actually gave a shit. No. Yeah, about awards. that kind of thing. No. Yeah. She, she, she saw herself as an artist and I think that was more important to her. Um, and as well, she wasn't really that bothered about celebrity. Like, she didn't really um, want the celebrity lifestyle. Uh, she was very much a bohemian. Uh, and I just love her. I just want to give her a great big hug. Does she do any films in English? Could, could that have been one reason there wasn't such a big transfer? I don't think she did, no. I think she she mostly worked in French. Mm-hmm. Um, and with um, French artists and, and uh, French actors, like, I don't think she did any... Um, uh, many she had a period language. uh where she spent time in LA there was some documentaries she did uh that way she um interviewed like the black panthers yeah, stuff like that she was also um one of the heads of the movement to help abolish um uh the anti-abortion laws in France as well okay. so she's you know she's an absolute activist. pioneer and activist so she'd be spinning in her grave right now with Alabama and stuff like that oh Christ oh, she, she yeah, would absolutely. not she would not have had it yeah. no <laughs> so can you tell us um like say I got a couple of minutes synopsis on Faces Places yeah it's a documentary um it's Agnes and her friend and collaborator JR uh, who's a street artist and photographer and they travel across the countryside in JR's magic van, <laughs> uh, which is, it's like, it looks like a Polaroid camera, uh, but it's actually a photo booth and a printer. Yeah. And uh, they go around and um, they, it's just about the people that they meet really and celebrating. It's about celebrating the ordinary. It's about making the mundane beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, Agnes, cause she is getting on, like she's, she talks quite a lot about her own her own mortality in this film, and I think this was a project that she was it was very close to her heart. You know, it's something that she really wanted to do um, to to kind of just you know one one final big push, as it were, like sure. one one last big art project. Uh, and I think she did it beautifully. Helen, what are your thoughts? So I knew the name, but I had never seen anything by her, and um, this had kind of passed me by, and um, I just thought it was absolutely wonderful. It was an hour and a half of just lots of beauty, lots of humour, lots of warmth and like just this kind of really wonderful 
quirkiness about it and being really ordinary at the same time. And the pictures that they do together are just really, really, really beautiful. And how they display them on the buildings and how they take people from these very small towns or how they bring people to areas that are decaying and uninhabited is just something really, really magical. Mm. And their relationship that they have on this little mad road trip is just really, really beautiful. I had in my in my ignorance. I hadn't heard of Agnes Varda until I heard of uh, Girls on Top's Tees, the uh, t-shirt yes. company, and uh, yeah. going through the list of female filmmakers and influences in film. I was looking at all the people who I hadn't heard of or knew very little about, and Agnes Varda was one of them. Yeah. And then quickly after I heard of Girls on Top's Tees, this film came out, um, or, or, and I saw a trailer for it, and I thought, I was just enraptured just by that trailer, just thought, I don't know how you explain this film. I don't know how this got made. <laughs> but just in that two-minute clip, I was like, I want to see this film straight away. Um, I didn't see it in the cinema, but right. then I saw it, um, you know, super super glad when it came out on um, on Netflix and then you chose it quite quite quickly afterwards. When- yeah, well, because Agnes had just passed away um, a, a couple of months previous mm. and I just think it's a beautiful celebration. Like, if, if you've never heard of Agnes yeah. and if you've never seen any of her work, I think it's a really lovely place to start. Yeah. I think you get a real feeling of her as a person and as an artist. Because um, it goes back into her history quite a lot as well. Yeah, and like, you know, she's been, um, you know, during the 50s and 60s she was working with I mean she was primarily a photographer um, but then she started experimenting with film and you know she became not not just part of the the new wave but she was always um, she's a left bank filmmaker there was like the Crypts and the Bloods you had like your left bank <laughs> you talk about wave. Paris is this like the left bank know, and the right um, bank part in, the of, in the new wave oh, okay uh, you had your left bank filmmakers and you had your right bank filmmakers so like right bank was a bit more traditional right uh, but she was always such a, a little um just a uh, uh, yeah she didn't want to run in any crew she didn't want to do anything anyone else was doing okay. she always wanted to go her own way um and yeah I think you get a real um like feeling of of her work through this through this movie um and yeah how she just doesn't want to she just doesn't want to be like anybody else she just wants to do her own thing Daryl yeah I adore this um there's um an earlier documentary of of hers um called I th- I'm gonna totally uh ruin this I'd Daguerreotype, which is she it was a documentary. It's her. Is it about her, a war? No, it's her on a on a street where she lives. Mm-hmm. Where she, yeah, she lived her whole life, and it's her just more or less interviewing like um, the greengrocer and talking to him, and like you know, and then it's like the the woman from from just down the road, and then talking to them, and just just putting a camera on ordinary people. But, you know, when you scratch beneath the surface on anybody, same with Faces Places, you discover that they have these extraordinary lives. Or they're here, like, you know, this wonderful, you know, element where they'll go from town to town and there'll be just this little story where somebody just tells about their life. And it's just, you know, everybody has their stories, whether it's their family, it's their history. And that's all we are is stories. And that's all we'll be once we're gone. And that's, I think, something that... That's why why brands are important in uh, Game of Thrones. (laughs) 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 It's it's definitely why... uh, I I think, you know, this is a very personal film for, for Agnes because it's exactly what she's... She's saying, you know, her her stories are going to be here long after she's she's gone, and and we, you know, the lovely age gap between herself and Jr. There's 55 years between those two, mm. but they are both unified by the fact that they are both visual artists, and he manages to. 
um, do extraordinary things with her art. I think they bring out um, they bring out lovely traits in each other, and I think you you know you really get a feeling of like I get a feeling it's like um, you know the respect between yeah. the two of them. You can really feel it. It's quite palpable, um, not just as friends but as artists, and it's almost like a grandson and his grandmother. Like they've they've got this kind of almost familial relationship, um, but yeah, I think he you can you can tell he adores Agnes. I think I think there's mu- I think it's even closer than um, grandmother and grandson because I think there's there's more of a kinship there than like yeah. familial. They're friends, and yeah, they're, they and they're totally friends. friends. And I, that's why you know you see them walking across the zebra crossings and just the, the way it's everything's shot, the way they, they banter together in the vans, yeah. the way Agnes is all taking the piss out of him for wearing sunglasses and he's like, he's no, I'm going to... taking the piss out of her Yeah, well. exactly. That's what I mean. That's what It's just like, it's such an easy flow they seem to have yeah. in this documentary. And then it's tied up and that's the kind of thread that runs all the way through, plus hints back at Agnes's life. Plus then you, you meet these intriguing people and some of the storyline, I think some of the stories of people aren't actually that interesting if you took them out in isolation yeah but when you bring them into other how you how they get how they extract the stories from people yeah um so one story that kind of hit me even though it doesn't make any it's something that happens every day to someone is there um they took the they went to like this kind of mining village where there's salt the salt mine and they took the groups of the workers there and one guy happened to be his last day at work and he was talking about that and he was like well i don't know what's gonna happen next and that even though everyone you know at some point someone you retire from whatever you do yeah a simple story but because of the build-up and because of how he felt about the images that were portrayed it became like oh this is actually a really moving moving yeah, yeah, point yeah. And, and like a leap into the unknown yeah and like because because um agnes is masterful a kind of lingering on people's faces mm. just for long enough like so and to get the extra bit out of them yeah and she's really interested in faces as well she's really interested in things like you know wrinkles and eyelashes and you know just just tiny details that kind of make up um that she finds beautiful but this is something that jr was doing as well like she mentioned the beginning that before she met him she was looking at his, his, his art and he went to south america to take uh photos of elderly people Black yeah. and white mm. images of the elderly. I think it's Cuba. Cuba. Yeah. Sorry, mm. yes, right. And um, he did a big installation where he posted um, eyes onto massive gas tanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he he does these amazing pieces and they're so stunning because they are so simple. It's such a simple concept yeah. of taking a black and white picture and making it massive um, and just finding a really interesting place to put it. Um, and as well, I really like the idea that these aren't permanent as well. Like they're going to, they're going to come away Decay from the walls. A bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're going to, they're going to be gone. Um, but yeah, for that moment, there's something really, really beautiful and lovely about them. Well, there's that one that's on the side of the the bunker, the bunker yeah. that fell off, the, that they pushed off the cliff, and that lasted for you know less than a day. Yeah. And you could sense that they're like, oh, okay, that's that's it then, and that's gone. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, that's. Um, because Agnes wanted to put a photo of her friend um, up. Mm. Was, uh, uh, he was one of her models and and a friend of hers. And yeah, she wanted to put something up to to be a tribute to her friend. And you know, it just looked lovely because he looks like he's being cradled. Yeah, she said he looks like he's being held by the building. You know, so it's like there's really touching moments in it. Um, you know, because I, I, I like how they because um, most of the film you don't see how they kind of scout out the places. Uh, yeah. But that was the one. That was the one time where. Yeah, she found a bit more about the process and JR, yeah. they found this place and then, you know, they measured it, they did all the tide lines. And then they also yeah. went to the backstage of like 
choosing which picture to put with it. And I love the interaction where Agnes had a lot of pictures and he was like, nah, that's not going to work. Nah, not that one. And then they went back to where Agnes took that picture and explained the story. And then it's like, yeah. okay, this is one we're going to use. And when you see it there, it's just like, well, that's, that's meant the, to be. That's, that's meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. There's a great moment where she wants to put, she wants to put a picture up and, um, like they go, it's, it's uh, the back of a, it's a nude photo. She's yeah. taken of this guy from the back. Yeah. Um, but because it's in a window, she's like, oh, we need a, a wall with lots of windows. And, and she goes to this like new build, <laughs> like building site. And JR's just pissing himself laughing going, Agnes, we're in Normandy. He's like, you could pick any wall. You yeah. could pick any wall in the most beautiful area. Why Why are we here? Why are we, why are we the ugliest building in... Yeah. Why are we at the ugliest building site in Normandy? And she's going, oh, fine. All right. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, they they obviously, like, they, they do have fun doing this and, and kind of finding out all of... Uh, finding these places. You know, it's... I, you very much get the impression that this was... Um, a lot of this is improvised, you know, a lot of the locations they found and the people they spoke to, mm. um, they they didn't know where they were going with it. And there's a lovely line when a guy turns around to Agnes and he says, you know, why are you, why are you doing this? Because um, JR put Agnes's toes on the side of a train tanker, which yeah. is one of my favourite pieces. Toes and her, and her eyes as well. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. And she's going, oh, my, my feet are going to places that I've never been. Which is like, it's so poetic and beautiful. And this guy was like, oh, why are you doing this? And she was like, me and JR gave each other permission to experiment. And it's just such a lovely concept. Like you sat down with each other and said, okay, like let's let's see where our imagination takes us. Like, let's see how we do this. How Does anyone know how long this took to, to put together? Because on one hand, it looks like it could have been done over like three days. But on the other hand, it looks like it could have been like years to put it together and... Don't know. It's definitely crowdfunded, though, wasn't it? Was it? It yeah. was partly crowdfunded. Right. Um, they got about sixty grand's worth of crowdfunding, um, and the rest was, you know, done more traditionally. Um, and Agnes's daughter Rosalie helped produce it as sure. well. Um, I think it, I think it was done over a few months, but I I couldn't tell you how long it took. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's definitely points where it's like that's actually quite cold. Like you can see like the weather's changing. Do you know what I mean? So some of it's done in quite sunshiny, um, sunshiny parts where you can hear cicadas and uh, other parts of it, they're sitting on what looks like a freezing cold beach like in the <laughs> middle of autumn. Uh, so yeah, I can imagine this took quite a long time because like finding locations like this, it, yeah. it can't be easy, um, you know, to find the perfect location or the perfect house or, you know, um, but yeah, I just I just love it so much. It it makes me really happy. This documentary. <laughs> I, th I think from the improvised nature of it is the they meet people that they didn't expect to meet, and then they're like, "You're we're going to put you on the side of your house." Yes. Um, but I think the maybe the scouting part of it might have been a bit more more thought out, and or yeah, I think Agnes really based it around her photography mm. i think it was um you know she wanted to meet new people and she wanted to to find new stories but um a lot of her photography that she'd done when she was a young woman i think she wanted to bring that out and kind of do that in a different medium well it's even those like the mining postcards that she had yeah just as, as part, a collection just, yeah she just had them like and it was like right well we'll go and that became then became the thing that inspired uh, her going to the mining communities yeah um, but yeah, like even like where she has the version of the image on a postcard and a little old man, an old miner, and he had, well, his dad was a miner. He had 
the, he had the same the picture. same image, but in reverse. Yeah. And, and he says, "Oh yeah, but you see, mine's reversed." And she just goes, "Oh yeah, that that happens." <laughs> like cause it's just one of those processes, you know, yeah. in photography. It's just I do I do love the goat farm. Um, because yeah, I think they just came upon a goat farm. Yeah, I think that, that guy's yeah. idea is brilliant, by the way. Instead of shaving off the horns of the goats, you'd stick like little tennis balls or little yeah. like clowns' noses on the on the points of the horns. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. they could yeah. be different colours so you could tell them apart. It was like yes, like don't burn their horns. How off. is this not a thing? <laughs> like dress up their horns. Um, but yeah, I, I also love the way um, that the Jr. and Agnes, especially Agnes, like when people when she sees people mm. looking at her art, she always asks them how it makes them feel. She always wants to know, you know. She always wants to to know how they how they uh, physically and emotionally like how putting themselves into that art or or what they feel looking at her art. And I think that's that's something you don't see a lot of artists doing. They just kind of go, "That's my art. You figure it out." Um, we're going to do a quick round, guys, and and if you can do identify one or two or a handful of the images that really kind sure. of struck you. If any did, I'm not forcing you into anything. <laughs> Um, I'll start with yourself, Helen, as a as a former arts teacher and oh. photographer. Crikey, I wasn't expecting to come to me first. Um, I did I did pre one everyone. So, we, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we um, you can't obviously see this, uh, listeners, but we've got a, um, a wall of um, some stills from the film, which include some of the pictures there. Um, I think the one that I thought was really really interesting was actually the the three women from the who were the partners of yes. the Dockland workers and they were the three totems I think they called it they dubbed that 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 piece yeah and uh, just basically these giant photos of three really unique and wonderful women on um shipping containers um and I thought their their kind of stories and when she was sort of questioning them about the relationship that they had with their with their partners, like why do you stand be- behind them and yeah, why not beside them? Yeah, beside them um, was really lovely. So I really enjoyed that story. Um, and then I, you know, the goat with horns because they they went to two goat farms. They went to one which was completely kind of automated, where they got rid of the horns and yeah, then a machine 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 milking yeah. and. Um, you know the conversation about why they get rid of the horns, and then to a different goat farm <laughs> where they they have the horns just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it's um, all organic and they roam free, and it's completely different. And one of the workers there was just like, "Why do you get rid of their horns?" Thought it was mad- madness. So it was just those kind of little opposites and. Um, yeah, they just decided to put a little goat on the wall. <laughs> a big goat. It is a. It's a big picture. Yeah, a, a big picture of a, a little goat. Uh, Daryl, it's probably the um, the holdout, the lady at the uh, mining community where they're knocking down all the mining cottages, and she's the one holdout. She's the one that's still she's there. The nice, last yeah. One. And it's this. This. It's not even like it's an act of defiance. It's just like this is her home. Mm-hmm. And like her face is just emblazoned on the side of the building, and just her reaction when she comes out of the house and she sees it, and like, like I'm a sucker for you know, if you watch an old person crying, that's me. <laughs> and then just seeing her in this, I was like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, like this, maybe this is I think the second time I've seen this documentary now, and I, I knew it was coming this time, and I was just like, kind of had to brace myself a little bit. <laughs> but I think it's beautiful. I really do. Jeanette. Um, I, it, it is a really simple one, but I love um, Agnes's eyes and her toes yeah. on the train. Th- is that a simple one? 
Um, I well, I think because it's not one of the more, um, it's not the biggest by any sure. stretch, and it's kind of it's one that's it's not um, you know part of a village either. It's it's just they thought they'd look really good on a train, um, but it was watching Jr. take Agnes's portraits, and you know he he was so so careful and delicate with her and kind of, you know, he really wanted to, to honour her. Do you know mm. what I mean? And, and she's got those tiny little feet. <laughs> like, it was just lovely. And yeah, I just really loved the poetry of it. I just really loved the the idea that she was saying, you know, my eyes and my feet are going places I'll never see. Yeah. And and just, I, I, she's just such a poet. And yeah, it really struck me how simple and how lovely it was. Um, I've got a, it's, it's super tough for me. Um, but I think... The top three for different reasons. I really like the lady on the side of the, yeah, of the building with a parasol. On the, sitting on the landing. Because it, yeah. it looks like it was just that that side of that building was made for her to be put up there in that yeah. kind of in that kind of pose. <laughs> and she didn't like it. No, it's no. Her story yeah. about it was really it was really interesting and in how she'd kind of become this celebrity and she kept seeing herself everywhere. And there's all kind of bits through it with like selfie culture and mm. it was just really interesting to see people become part of these pictures by taking selfies with them. And her story was, you know, it was, it's actually quite sad because she didn't quite know how she felt about it, but it, it wasn't something she sort of seemed really proud of. Or yeah. Well, her kids loved it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they took they, loads they, of they, selfies. Yeah, they took <laughs> <laughs> and they were tickling her feet, like her giant feet on the mm. building, like they were tickling their mum's feet up on the building, which I thought was really cute. Um, I also really like the postman. Um, yes, yeah. that, that worked really well his for me. Melons and what was it? He was getting in his basket melon, melons, melons and tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah, from the farmers where he delivered the post. Yeah, um, and yeah, the three the three totem women um, at the Docklands. I thought it was really the way they put that together as well. Because sometimes you can see this, there's kind of two types of photos they take. There, one is the kind of instamatic Polaroid one where they just yeah. get someone in the booth. And they take this, I say just, and take a massive <laughs> really post. baguette at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, um, so simple. So simple and, you know, worked super well. Did, I mean, did every single picture they took with that photo booth come out spectacularly? Because... I, I, who knows? Like it. Yeah. But yeah. it did. Yeah, yeah. It did look like it. I think keeping it monochrome really helps. Yeah. I think, you know, um, because, yeah, it's... Obviously, it's much cheaper um, and quicker to yeah. print in black and white. But I think it's much more striking. Um, you know, I think it, it really kind of... Um, this kind of photography really lends itself to being black and white. So, yeah. yeah, and I think if if it's slightly misprinted, it doesn't quite matter so no. much. And also, like the way that when they put it on the buildings, you have the texture of the building shining through. Yeah. So with the with the, the holdout, as you refer to Daryl, you you know with her her massive face against the brickwork, uh, and also you have some parts where the the wall juts out and the windows um, don't sit flush with everything else, but it really adds to the whole ambiance of the of the of the image and with the containers um she actually got the women to kind of sit in their hearts yeah yeah so like the container was open where the women's heart would be and i thought that looked amazing yeah. i thought that was beautiful um i'd like to i definitely have to go and see you know if i was in france i'd like to try and find out one of these areas and see if they still exist and see what kind of state they are that would be nice yeah um anything else guys before we go to the scores for faces places Nothing. Let's go to the scores <laughs> for Faces Places. So welcome to the spreadsheet of dreams. Whoa. It should have its own jingle, really. It really should. I feel like it, it deserves it. Jasper, Jasper, <laughs> if you want to write a jingle for us. Um, spreadsheet of dreams. 
use that use that as a sample. Use that as a sample. There we go. Um, so uh, we will start with the. So they're all out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish. Um, no, no lower. Decimal faces. Zero. Decimal faces. <laughs> uh, and we'll start with the recommendability. Please, the Eugenette. Um, well, for me, it's five out of five um, because I love it. I love it to pieces and I want everyone to see it. Um, and also, I feel like this is a bit of a, a little ray of sunshine. Mm. Like um, Agnes Varda kind of, I've, I read an interview about, about Faces Places she gave after the film came out and she was just like, the world's a really scary place and it's a really dark place and we wanted to make people happy. Yeah. And I think it is a bit of a, if you're having a bad day, like just just watch this. You know, it's a bit of a spoonful of sugar. Well, there are some touching moments in there, but I think it's one of those things that it does um, put a smile on your face, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, I was watching it and I was wondering like, if only maybe they could go around Bring bring her back to life and go around the UK or do something different. Well, no, if only they can bring her back to life. Like, <laughs> we might like fix Brexit if someone did something like this, and yeah. you know, kind or of, just spread a little joy. Yeah. You know that there isn't enough of this. You know, just just wandering around and talking to regular people and spreading a bit of joy. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd say it, yeah, it will blow away the cobwebs if you're having a bad time. So five for me, Daryl. Okay, um, for me recommendability I would say a 4.5 and the reason that it loses out from 5 to a whole 0.5 is because there are some folk out there that don't do subtitles well, there are a lot shame of on there. you <laughs> that is true um, you are missing out um, but yeah it's it's incredible I really dig this and it's a nice tight 90 minutes as well yeah, yeah which is, is lovely you know this is you could watch this twice over instead of you know Batman v Superman or whatever <laughs> I mean it's, it's definitely <laughs> worth your time Helen um so I, I think this is really really lovely but just like you said Daryl there will be a lot of people who won't watch it because subtitles foreign film and and documentary as well. A documentary, and you know, it is quite <laughs> foreign arty. documentary. And My like goodness. the 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 intro is really lovely, where they do the bit where they didn't meet here and they didn't yeah. meet there, yeah. and it, it is it is a little bit wacky, and it is about art as well. And there are a lot of people who would just write this off and just be like, "But what's the point? I don't get it. <laughs> what happens? There's no story to it." And people will completely miss miss it. Yeah. I mean, that's their loss and there's nothing we can do about that, um, which is a shame. There's no hope for those people. No, there isn't, is there? <laughs> but it's their loss. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm also going to go with a 4.5 for that one. For that 0.5 of people who won't get it. <laughs> Oop, sorry. Problems with my typing here. Um, I'm going to go for a four um, because I think it's not just subtitles I think is a confluence of other things all stop people watching it um for me when I saw like I say when I saw the trailer at the top of this episode I said I just saw it and I thought I need to watch that film um and it was a cousin at the time um but then someone told me that it was going to come onto Netflix at some point so I was like okay I've relax. saved my 25 pounds that it was <laughs> yeah. for me to go to the cinema to watch it in so an hour and a half exactly um so I'm super glad it did um, I guess we'll talk about this a bit in the small screen score but I think it's just going to be hard it will be a hard sell for people and I'd love people to watch more subtitle films but I think there's ones that will be easier to sell like I don't know La Haine, if you want to go for a French one I just think it will be mm. more people's alley than, than this but it is from my point it's a, it's a fantastic flick so I'm just going for a hardcore hardcore four uh, 
repeat viewing, please? Um, well, again, for me, it's a five. Uh, <laughs> um, How many times have you watched it? I've only seen it two two times. But it's, um, in, that's, it was released in the UK within the last 20, 12 months, wasn't it? So, yeah. So. Um, and yeah, as soon as it came up on Netflix, I was really glad to see it. It kind of, it really cheered me up to know it, it was on Netflix. Um, Did Netflix re- recommend this to you? No, no, it was just one of those ones, you know, when it pops up with your new new films. Um, so yeah, it kind of just popped up and I was like, oh, there she is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's also like, not only do I feel like this is really, um, it really cheers me up, um, but it's also really inspiring. Like I feel after I watch this, I kind of want to, I want to create, you know, I'm, I'm not an artist by any stretch of mm. the imagination, but it does, um, it does kind of, you, you do think, oh, maybe I'll, Maybe I'll get the tips out. Maybe I'll get my paints out. Maybe I'll maybe I'll knit something. You do feel like you you want to make something pretty, yeah. make something beautiful, um, and just you know, it's it's for me. It's as I say, it's really inspiring. So I just want to watch watch it again and again, and and yeah, be a bit more Agnes, really. Daryl, um, for me, a four point two. Again, second time of seeing this now. Um, what it's done this time around is kind of kicked me in the head a little bit to like I need to get more Agnes Varda films in my life um, every year I set myself a whole bunch of film challenges for the year mm. like it might be that a couple of years ago I'd never seen an Ingmar Bergman film right sure. okay I'll watch a whole bunch then last year Kurosawa and whoever ever else next year I've set my challenges and one of them is to get a whole bunch more Agnes Varda in my eyes and ears in your face in, in my face. face Helen so um, we've had this before with documentaries that generally once you watch them, once you kind of get what you need out of them and um, it's, you know, you don't really need to go back because you've learned everything. So I'm probably not going to watch this loads, but I think I probably would watch it again just because it's so joyful and it is only an hour and 34 minutes. Um, so that equates to a three. Yeah, I'm going to go for three and a half-ish. Um I think I quite happily, it's one of those things, this is where the subtitles kind of fall down because I don't speak French very well and I understood nothing what they're saying when they're speaking French. Um, so it's not something you could have in the background, although if it was in English, I, I would quite happily have this like... Oh, okay. Potter, I think if I was pottering around the flat and wait for the bit where the goat image turns <laughs> up, then I'd, I'd look at it. But because it is French, I don't think, um, because it is it's subtitled, uh, that would reduce the amount of times I watch it. Okay. Um Having said that, I think each time would be a pleasurable watch. And I think I could probably happily watch it in installments as well. Just go to the next scene, the next yeah, village, the next... Yeah, time. exactly. That kind of that kind of scenario. Um, what did I say? Did I say score? 3.5. Yeah, 3.5. Um, small screen score. Jeanette. Um, I think you should see this as big as possible. Um, because I think... I mean, you probably could see it on something like an iPad... Um, but I wouldn't recommend it. So I'd say I'd, I'm going to give it a three um, just because I feel like this this should be seen on, at the very least, a nice big telly yeah. uh, so you can get all the detail in. Because, um, yeah, it, it is, it's an art piece and I feel like, you know, it deserves to be seen on like a nice big screen. It all depends how good your eyes are though, really, I know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ab 3.5, I think, for small screen score. I think you're right. I think it's probably best to see this as big as possible because these are bigger art pieces. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, in a pinch, 
I could I could quite happily like nod off to this in bed. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just the so lovely soothing. kind of it, it's mm. very soothing. And that's that's yeah, definitely for me. Yeah, three point five. Helen. Um so I didn't see this at the cinema. Um but completely passed me by this one. Um I think I would have liked to have seen it uh, at the cinema because of the you know, seeing these massive um photos printed out massive on a massive screen would have like a really nice um kind of impact but then also um you know i didn't even see it on anywhere at the cinema so the fact that it's there existing on netflix for anyone who's got a netflix account to to discover and be a gateway into your agnes varda um journey then i, I think is a, a really brilliant thing and it's great that alongside you know some of the bigger films that Netflix have got on there that they're picking these things up and um, you know putting them in front of people so I'm going to leave it at four if you've got a projector project it onto your wall yeah have you got a projector no that's my next that's the next project <laughs> that's my next project that's the next purchase that could be when you get to this film in the Agnes Varda catalogue that's when you buy the projector so you Boom. can yeah there you go. <laughs> love that the punctuation to this um, I'm going to go for behind you guys I think I'm going to 4.5 here um, I think if it's at a cinema it'd have to be the biggest screen ever mm. to make the to benefit from having those images but other than that I don't think there's actually that much benefit of the um, on, a, on a TV size uh, watching a TV size screen versus like a, a big screen okay um, to, uh, versus the cinema standard um, just because you have this you see the perspective yeah. of people when when like the ladies are stood and the, the build up that's one thing I meant to say when they build up the three totems with the with the crate and with the with the um, the containers with the containers and you see it put together like a jigsaw puzzle yeah and that just looks outstanding but and that would look great as huge on that on the Super IMAX but I think it really did have the power as well just on a TV screen for me as well yeah um, so I'm going to 4.5 there engagement score um so engagement, I mean, this is, um, as you were saying earlier, like you could actually pick this up and put this down. Mm -hmm. Like you could actually watch this one project at a time. Um, I like to watch it all in one go, obviously. Um, but I'm going to give it a four um, because I think, I mean, for me, like I don't always have to speak the language or read the subtitles. Like I'm quite happy to listen to another language, sure. not always understand what's being said. I feel like if cinema is done well like if it's a documentary or if it's a film sometimes you don't have to understand the language huh. um you know because of the cadence of the speech and because of the feeling behind the words you know it doesn't really matter what language someone's speaking to to understand how they feel or what they're trying to say um so i'd quite happily have this on in the background and just listen to jr and agnes talking <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i'm gonna give it a four just because i feel like yeah i don't always have to to look at it to know what's going on daryl Probably a three point six. Um, I yeah, you need to keep your wits about you, obviously, with subtitles. You know, they can come right at you. So be careful. <laughs> Boom, subtitle. Boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, there's a little bit of what Jeanette's saying here. I totally get. You know, we've we've watched a few things without subtitles on uh, occasionally. Um, first time I've watched a uh, day watch the sequel to Nightwatch, the Russian film from a few years back. Right. Um, I, I, I went in and I saw that at the cinema and it was subtitled, but in French. Because <laughs> that's where I was. Russian and I was movie, like, subtitled in French. Uh. Like, I thought it was the only time I'm going to get to see it at the cinema and I was in France and I saw it 
with French subtitles, this Russian film, I went, oh shit. And I see, <laughs> I, I, I got what was going on. I could understand it. And, you know, I think with Faces Places here, you know, um, in terms of engagement, yeah, you've got to be kind of invested in it. You can't, this isn't one I think you could like really do the washing up and avoid like n- not see bits of because you're going to miss out yeah, on it would be all a shame the if you did. splendor of the awesome art that, that JR and Agnes create. Helen? Um, I'm going a lot higher than you. I'm going to go five. Um, it's an hour and a half. If you can't give an hour and a half of your full <laughs> attention to this really lovely film, then... Busy lives. If it's an hour and a half. Still a lot. <laughs> not that long. Still a lot. Not that long. Um, I was really surprised when it ended. I was kind of like, oh... Over. I could have done a full couple more hours well, of this, to be honest. Maybe not a few more hours, but I, I, was, could, I could have done a series. <laughs> yeah. Like I could, I would have loved a series of you know every episode was a different village, mm. different project. Like I, I could. It's do not that the littlest sure. hobo. <laughs> well, they what? just go from village to village, spreading art. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember the littlest hobo with a massive van. <laughs> 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 Printing photos. But yeah, definitely their own theme song. That. <laughs> it's just, it's just really, it's a really nice pace and. I think it just deserves to have your full attention. Fair enough. Um, I think I'm going, to, I'm going to go for... Yeah, I'm going to go for a five as well because um, I don't speak French and I want to make sure <laughs> that I would watch films uh, and give them as much attention as, as they as they require. So this got a lower repeat viewing score thing because I need to be paying attention, but when I'm watching it, I'll be like paying attention. Um, I lived in France for a bit and... They, their local cinema, they had the big films like Lord of the Rings was on at the time and right. they had that version, VOST version, mm-hmm. original, Sutitra from uh, original, whatever. Um, and that would be English, that would be in, um, French but with English subtitles or English with French subtitles so you could actually get through it. So you watching a <laughs> Russian film in French with the French subtitles yeah. sounds like a complete mindfuck to me. <laughs> like, it, I, could, recently, I, could not, I could not do that. We recently covered uh, a film called Quick which was a uh, South Korean film from a few years back, action mm. film. And uh, not, not, you know, I'm kind of ashamed to admit I got, I had to get a hooky copy of it because it never got released in the UK. And uh, I watched it with English subtitles, but it dubbed was dubbed in Hindi, in Hindi <laughs> from South Korean. What? Yeah, yeah, tell me yeah. what. So Korean film dubbed in Hing- Hindi, subtitled in English, and you're just like, oh, oh, my brain. <laughs> oh, no. Was, yeah. Oh, my brain. Um, and I had to do it twice as well because we watched it and then Ben hadn't watched it for the podcast, so the night so... before recording, <laughs> I had a few drinks in me. I needed it for I needed for a second run-up. And, uh, and yeah. It sounds like a long film as well. It, was, it, was a, it, it felt long. It, it felt long. To the cause, definitely. Yeah. definitely felt long. So yeah, five overall engagement score, and that gives us four point one four, which is pretty high. Yeah, for, especially for a documentary. Four, yeah. Oh, cool! It's really good. Um, um, so well done, guys. Yeah, I think with the um, one thing I was going to go talk about with engagement score was the was what you said, Jeanette, and one thing that Helen talked about on the recent episode of ours, which is Hearts Beat Loud, is that it's nice to have a film that's just got the positive vibes around it. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that kind of makes it, you know, yeah, I'm happy to watch this. And I think what I would do to try and recommend people to watch this is just show them the trailer, which for me, like I say, 90 seconds, two minutes long. And if you're not into it by that, point then you, it's not yeah. it's not for you i'd say that's fair if you if you don't like the trailer then you're not going to dig this yeah <laughs> it's got cats sure. in it as well she's got that little cat she that's has on her shoulder that's her yeah that's one of her bestest friends in the world her cat she's a very big cat lady um she loves cats a big cat lady and goats. Yeah. 
Um, wonderful lack of cynicism in this. Yes. Yeah. It's everything is... And pretension. It's a wonderful lack of pretension. Pure of heart. Yeah. Super positive. Well, yeah, because even though JR wore the sunglasses all the way through, you didn't feel like he was a... It was a Aloof. Yeah. You didn't feel like he was an art wanker. No. <laughs> Which I think is is really important. You know, he's he's doing it. It is an affectation. Um, he is hiding behind them, mm. but he's not using it to to separate himself from everybody else. It's just part of who he is. Yeah. You know, so it feels very genuine, this documentary. And and you know, JR and Agnes are very genuine people. Um, and I think everybody should get to know them better. One scene I loved massively was um, when they're going through the Louvre and Agnes is in the... Oh, and in the pushing, yeah. yeah. Good Lord. They were, <laughs> so much fun. They were both having so much amazing fun there, just like pointing out names of artists and art. They're living in jail. was like dancing around and parkouring all over. <laughs> you got to watch it just for that scene, guys. I think that was yeah, just... Uh, sure. absolutely I don't amazing. They go to the fish market and they're just taking pictures of fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was going that one just for fun. Like <laughs> giant squid. Yeah. She's, it was, it's just so lovely to, to see life through her eyes for a little while and just, you know, take, take the ordinary, take the normal and just kind of see the beauty in it. I think we could all do that a little bit more. On that lovely note, can you tell us guys where we can find you online and we'll say goodbye to, to Jasper and the rest of our listeners. <laughs> um, yeah you can find us at STD Film Podcast um, on Twitter and on Instagram um, and you can find uh, our co-host at uh, Benji Box on Twitter you can find me on Twitter at Miss J Soundtrack um, you can find S, uh, you can find Sudden Double Deep on all good podca- podcatchers I've lost the ability to talk um, where else can you find us Daryl? You pretty much nailed it. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Excellent. We're also on Instagram as well. At SDD Film Podcast. Absolutely. That's on Instagram. Fantastic, guys. Well, thanks so much. Thank for you. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming. Us. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Flixwatcher Podcast. Leave us your five star review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Flixwatcher Pod. And if you aren't already, get yourself subscribed cheers brendan for your fantastic editing skills really really appreciate it and cheers to everyone all the mighty people for the tunes that you can hear right now